Out of the fog, out of the night, and into his American adventures come Bulldog Drummond. that nothing could possibly mar the peace of this morning. It was a comforting course, but as usual, short-lived. She passed by in a cloud of dust. Quickly, I spurred my mount into a gallop and started after her. As we sped around a bend in the path, I pulled up alongside the runaway horse, reached out, and grabbed the reins. Whoa! Whoa there! Whoa! The camping animal balked for a while and then gave in into a stop. I dismounted. Her body lay limp in the saddle. I lifted her down carefully. As I carried her across the bridle path toward the green, I looked down at her. Her fine-featured, pallid face was set in a gilt-edged frame of honey-colored hair. That Prince Charming to the rescue feeling came over me. And then the sleeping beauty in my arms broke the spell. You can put me down now. Uh, what's that? Put me down, please. Oh, you're, you're sure you're all right? I'm all right. Very well. There you are. Thank you. Might I suggest that the next time you go for a ride, you pick a less spirited horse? This animal in you don't appear to see eye to eye. Oh, Raven is all right. Or does he usually take you for such an exciting run? I had him under control all the time. Frankly, it didn't look that way. It was an act. The whole thing was an act. Really? I wanted to get your attention. Well, you certainly did. But why must? Well, you're Captain Lou Drummond, aren't you? Oh, what's that? I found out from one of the stable hands that you ride here on Saturday morning. Captain Drummond, I had to speak to you. I am... I admit the telephone is a far less dramatic means than the one you employ. This but... is no joking matter. I need your help desperately. You don't look very desperate. You don't understand. Yes, yes, that young lady is a gross understatement. I did this so I could speak to you alone, so no one would find out. I thought this would be the best way. At any rate, it's novel. Well, we're alone. What do you want to speak to me about, Miss Durden? Please, don't ask me my name. Oh, one of those things. So I'll tell you everything after you do what I ask. I'll get in touch with you and, and tell you where to bring it to me. Bring what? The package you're going to pick up for me. And what makes you think I'm going to pick up a package for you? Well, you've got to. You've just got to. Uh, uh, I'll tell you anything. I'm not in this game for money, or haven't you heard? Well, then do it because I need you to. Everything is at stake. You can trust me. Believe me, you can. Captain Drummond, will, will you help me? You're very pretty. Mystery becomes your type. Will you? I'll think about it. There isn't much time. You've got to be there by two this afternoon. Where? What is Kramer's Museum? It's the Penny Arcade on 42nd Street. There's a side show downstairs. Uh, yes, I know about Kramer. You're to be downstairs by two. There's a woman by the name of Zara. She has a telepathy app. Zara will speak to you. 
And I take it this Zara person will tell me what's on my mind. You write the initials L.A. on one of the cards they pass out to the crowd. Zara will tell you the initials stand for Los Angeles. That will be the signal for you two to go together. And then Zara will give you further directions. Is that clear? About as clear as finer points in the relativity theory. Perhaps you get the package. Then I'll get in touch with you and explain everything. Now, don't forget. You write the initials L.A. on the cards that they give you. And oh, that's... Oh, oh, don't say anything, Captain Drummond. Don't, don't mention a word, I told you. Uh, who is he? Oh, please don't say a word. You mustn't tell him anything. Charles, what are you doing here? Oh, Albert. Albert, I went for a ride. You were told not to. It was forbidden. You were told not to leave your room under any circumstances. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Albert. I just had to get out. I just Who had is to... that? Oh, well, he, he was helping me. What do you mean, helping? The young lady's horse was out of control. Yes, Raven. Something was wrong with him, Albert. I managed to stop it. The gentleman was very kind. I see. All right, Carol. Get back on, Raven. We're going home. Yes. Yes, Albert. Now, if there's any way I can repay you for your help, another all. Glad to be of assistance. Well, thank you. Heaven knows what would have happened to Carol if I hadn't found her this quickly. You've uh, probably noticed that my wife talks peculiarly. Your wife? Yes. She's under a doctor's care. Carol seems to imagine things. It was induced by a shock. The doctor says with a proper rest and treatment, she'll be all right in time. The street floor of the museum was the usual penny arcade with the usual variety of coin machines that ranged from hand grip testers to one-minute views of flickering Max Fennett bathing music. In the rear of the arcade was the usual shooting gallery. And Denny, as usual, was concerned. Really, Captain Drummond, sometimes I don't understand you at all. What is it this time, Denny? Why do we bother coming here to this place? You told me yourself that the woman's husband said she wasn't too just right. So he did. And that fantastic story she told you about getting information here about a package. What package? She didn't say. Yeah, you see, that's just what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. Not a bit. But that sign over there does. Hmm? That placard, you're right. Zara, the mental marvel in the Hall of Wonders downstairs. Next performance at 2 p.m. Zara? Well, you see, Jenny, there might be some sense to this excursion of ours after all. Well, that still doesn't prove anything, sir. No, but just the same, I'm anxious to see if Zara and I have some thoughts in common. Come along, we'll go downstairs. Very well, sir. Hey, uh, Master, hold on a second. Uh, yes? Yes. He's dropped this envelope. Oh, but, uh... Better uh, be more careful. I, I say, wait, uh, just a moment. Uh, it's disappeared into the crowd, sir. Yes. And this envelope isn't mine. Oh, but you see, sir. Yes, it is. Did it belong to you? Hmm. Well, what is it, sir? No wonder he was so definite. Hmm? This note in the envelope is addressed to me. Really? What does it say? Drummond, stay out of this. Mind your own business. Otherwise, you get what's in this envelope. But uh, what's in the envelope, sir? Well, that, Denny, I take it as a reference to this little item enclosed with a note. Here, look at it. Wait. Captain Drummond, that, that's a bullet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with any for your amazement, our next attraction on the platform to my right, Kim Chan, the Oriental Justice. 
man of a thousand tricks to frame my audience throughout the world. I suppose it was a matter of amateur detectives walking in where professionals did. Trust me. Despite the warning note in its accompanying cartridge, Denny and I went downstairs to the Kramer's Museum Hall of Wonders. It was a dingy, smoke-filled room with a series of shoddy platforms placed about. We waited impatiently as the listless barker conducted the onlookers from one dollar fraction to another. And then at last, we moved with the crowd to the front of the platform where the silver letters on the black curtain spelled out Zara, the mental marvel. Zara, ladies and gentlemen, the wonder woman who reads your mind, the little lady who knows your every thought. I see the gentleman selected the cards from which you've written your question. How is Zara, the mental marvel, who stands you with her ability to delve into the recesses? If she were able to delve into mine, sir, she'd know that I'd prefer to be safe here. and sound at home. Oh, I have a question. Oh, that's your sir. Yes, sir. The person who wrote these initials wishes me to answer a question in relation to a city. Well, the person who wrote the initials, speak up, please. I wrote the initials. Thank you, sir. Am I correct? Uh, so far. Gentleman wishes some information about the city of Los Angeles. Am I right, sir? You're quite right. Well, oh, gentlemen desires to know if the trippy plans will meet with success. Will he find what he seeks? Well, will I? I can only see that the gentleman is headed in the right direction. The rest is not clear yet. The gentleman will remain for a moment after my performance. I shall be happy to discuss the matter with him. Very well, I'll wait. Thank you, sir. Now I have a card here upon which is written the question, where will I find... Now, Tara, don't try to move. You'll be at the hospital in a few moments. Oh, I hate it. Dad, not a chance I heard him. I've got to tell you this. I saw him in the crowd. It was Ace. He did this to me. That's rotten of him to do a thing like this to me. That's all I'm trying to help her, that's all. Ace isn't the kind to help anybody. We'll find him, I promise you. He'll pay. Yeah, sure. How about the package? He'll get it to him, won't he? Where is it? In my room. I'll tell Max Museum, the Penny Arcade. Why, of course, sir. 
He's the man who handed you the envelope. That's right. Clipping is from a Chicago paper dated June 2nd, 1937. Listen to what the caption under the photograph has to say. Shown above are Ace Collins and his wife, Rita, who were sentenced yesterday to a five-year term for $15,000 jewel theft. Also sentenced, but to a lesser term, was Anne Vincent, sister of Mrs. Collins. Wait, Zara, she said Ace. She said she saw him fire the shot. It was her own husband who killed her. Yes, Jenny. But why? Evidently because he knew she was about to turn over the package to us. Oh, but what could be in the package, sir? Now, the rest of this newspaper story makes that rather obvious. According to the account, Rita Collins, or Zara, as we knew her, worked a fortune-telling racket in Chicago for the sole purpose of obtaining information from unsuspecting clients. Information regarding the location of valuables. And that simplified Ace's second story work. Precisely. Ah, then the package in question must contain valuable jewels. Undoubtedly, Denny. Ace and Zara were back in business at the old bank. Now, let's get back to our search. Try the bed as I told you. Yes, sir. In the meantime, I'm going to finish looking through this chest. You still looking for something? Oh, sir. Go ahead. Keep looking. Well, if there's 45, I'm worried about How did she get in here, sir? Maybe I should have not. Yes, I believe Emily Post lists that as the acceptable matter of entrance. What are you doing? Believe it or not, we're the new porter. Just tidying up the place again. So you're a funny man. It helps to make these trying situations more tactful. Well, look, funny man. Maybe this will make you laugh on the other side of your face. You and that character there are headed for a fast trip. Police headquarters. Oh, headquarters. Uh, he said headquarters, sir. You heard it straight. Saying that lift here was not off this afternoon. Well, no one knows that better than we do. Hmm? This guy's even dumber than he looks. Come on, you two. Let's go. Oh, no, you don't understand. You heard me start smart. Uh, but wait a minute. Now, look, I don't want any trouble from but, you. Uh, what but... Jenny is trying to say is that we just came from police headquarters. Hmm? Christ, Christ. And for your information, this gentleman is Captain Hugh Drummond. What? Drummond. Captain Hugh Drummond. Drummond? Well, why didn't you say so? That gun you're holding didn't exactly invite introduction. Oh, all right. I guess I'd better put it away, huh? Any objections, Denny? Not the slightest, sir. Uh, my name is Braden, Drummond. Carl Braden. I guess you're kind of wondering what I'm doing here, huh? Kind of. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't blame you. Uh, I'm with the Acme Insurance Company, special investigator for the claims division. I've been trying to track down a diamond necklace that was stolen a couple of weeks ago. Acme stands to lose 20000 if I don't round up that ice. I have my eye on that Zara thing. Well, Jenny and I have covered every inch of this room. No luck, huh? None so far. Well, I guess it looks like Acme is going to have to pay that 20000 to Albert Stevens' wife. Albert. That's right, Albert Stevens. And Mrs. Stevens' name is Carol. Yeah, Carol. And a lot of help that same has been to me. After the ice was reported missing, Mrs. Stevens goes into a mental tailspin. Nothing she says makes sense. Captain Drummond, Mrs. Stevens must be that lady who met in the park this morning. Uh, Jenny, you stay here with Brayton. I suggest you two give this room another going over. Maybe we'll miss a spot or two. In the meanwhile, I'm going to see a woman. Where's your husband now? Oh, uh, he's in the library. Very well, get in, Mr. Stevens. We're going to have that talk I mentioned. But there's nothing to talk about, Captain Drummond. Would you rather I discuss the matter in Mr. Stevens' presence? Uh, 
And you're going to think fast because I'm going to load you down with a back full of lead. So long, copper. Now you take that time. I'll be 
be back in just a moment to tell you about next week's story. A painting of an unusually beautiful woman attracts my attention and subsequently leads me along a path where murder and violence prove to be the milestone. At the end of the trail, I learn that artwork has a surprising touch when death paints the portrait. Be sure to listen, won't you? Mm-hmm.